0: This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining us for our daily Bible study. We'll be looking at Luke chapter 19. I'll be reading from the World English Bible. He entered and was passing through Jericho. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was and couldn't because of the crowd because he was short. He ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. He hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone in to lodge with a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have wrongfully exacted anything of anyone, I restore four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and tax collectors were hated even more then uh, than they are now, because they collected taxes for the Romans. And they were known to be dishonest, and to essentially rob their countrymen. So Jesus came to Zacchaeus and told him that he was going to stay at his house, and the others were shocked and they murmured about the sins of Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus joyfully received the Lord, and he pledged to more than make restitution. He was going to give four times back to anyone that he had cheated. He also pledged half of his wealth his wealth to the poor, And so we see the fruits of true repentance here. Jesus explained his actions by saying he had come to seek and to save the lost. Verse 11. As they heard these things, he went on and told a parable because he was near Jerusalem. And they supposed that God's kingdom would be revealed immediately. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. He called ten servants of his and gave them... 10 mina coins, and told them, Conduct business until I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent an envoy after him, saying, We don't want this man to reign over us. When he had come back again, having received the kingdom, he commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by conducting business. The first came before him, saying, Lord, your mina has made 10 more minas. He said to him, well done, you good servant, because you were found faithful with very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. The second came, saying, Your minor, Lord, has made five minas. So he said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Another came, saying, Lord, behold your minor which I kept laid away in a handkerchief, for I feared you, because you are an exacting man. You take up that which you didn't lay down, and you reap that which you didn't sow." He said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I am an exacting man, taking up that which I didn't lay down and reaping that which I didn't sow. Then why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At my coming, I might have earned interest on it. He said to those who stood by, Take the mine away from him and give it to him who has the ten minas. They said to him, Lord, he has ten minas, for I tell you that to everyone who has will more be given, but from him who doesn't have, Even that which he has will be taken away from him. But bring these enemies of mine who didn't want me to reign over them here and kill them before me. Having said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. So there are several pieces to this parable. First, the citizens hated their king and didn't want him to rule over them and of course we know that Jesus had come to restore the nation of Israel much of it was backslidden back to worship in the Lord uh and also the the people largely rejected him so you can see that where that is applicable as he's talking to the the crowds there and he says this king when he went away had entrusted his business to others And when he returned, his servants were rewarded, and it was based upon their return, what they had done with what he had entrusted them. And so uh, one servant hadn't lost what he had been given, but he had just clung to it, and he hadn't done anything with it. And so his money was taken from him and given to a servant that had increased the initial amount. Of course, there's a kingdom principle here, As you use what you're given, you can be entrusted with more. If you don't use what the Lord has given to you, well, then you will lose what you have. And then the final piece of the parable, of course, was not only were the master's servants judged, but the citizens that had rejected the the king were put to death. Verse 29, when he came near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go your way into the village on the other side, in which as you enter you will find a colt tied, which no man had ever set upon. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say to him, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent went away and found things just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners said to him, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the coat and set Jesus on them. As he went, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was now getting near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works which had been seen, saying, "'Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest.'" Some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered them, I tell you that if these were silent, the stones would cry out. When he came near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had known today the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come on you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you, surround you, hem you in on every side, and will dash you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone on another because you didn't know the time of your visitation. He entered into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. He was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people sought to destroy him they couldn't find what they might do for all the people hung on to every word that he said so as jesus was coming into jerusalem the disciples uh, and quite a crowd of them not just the 12 but a crowd of people praised god because they believed their messiah was coming and the pharisees of course rejected this and so they asked jesus to rebuke his disciples Think of what the Pharisees missed. They had spent their life teaching the Word of God and studying, but now they missed an event that was so significant and powerful that Jesus said if the disciples weren't allowed to praise the Lord, creation itself, the stones, would have given him glory. Jesus then wept as he got near the city because most of the nation had not received him by faith, but instead... They had missed their visitation, and they were going to suffer terribly when their city was besieged. In the near future, judgment was going to come, and the nation at large had not turned back to God. And so there was no stopping the judgment that would come. He said, there won't be one stone left upon another. This entire city is going to be torn down by an enemy. Upon arriving in Jerusalem, Jesus made one final attempt to to reach the hearts of the people. First, he went into the temple and drove out the money changers that were profiting off the people who were coming to make sacrifices. And then he declared that the house of God was intended to be a house of prayer. And then daily, he was teaching. But we see the leaders are specifically um, mentioned here as plotting how they could destroy him. So instead of hearing what he's teaching, instead of having it touch their heart, Uh, They're hearing the word, but it's not mixed with faith. And so it's having no impact except to condemn them So we're going to pray and we want to pray and ask the Lord that he would help us to have a sincere heart and that we would use What's been given to us? uh, That we would have something to show to God for all the blessings he has given us and that we could continue with the Ministry of the Son of Man Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost It's not just a matter of sinners finding salvation but sometimes the people of god have to go and find the sinners so let's pray together father we thank you for your word i ask you lord that you would help us to have a sincere heart so we can see you and what you're doing open our eyes so that we can receive revelation lord i pray that uh, we would be those that would use the gifts you've given us the knowledge that we have the experiences that we've had lord the callings you placed on our lives that we would show some increase with that. And I ask you, Lord, that you would help me to be a greater soul winner, help those that are listening to this podcast to do our part to go and try to find people who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.